Hello again, everybody. I'd like to welcome you back to the Living Discipleship Ministries podcast. It's myself, uh, Mr. John Ellington, and uh, Steve Jenkins here again today. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, 11 Days to Victory. We're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to read the verses 1 and 2. And uh, I want to warn you in advance, these names are kind of hard to pronounce, but I'm going to make through and do the best I can. But here's the word this morning. It says, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side Jordan in the wilderness and the plain over against the Red Sea between Paran and Tophel and Laban and Hazroth and Dazahab. And in verse 2, it says, There are eleven days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir into Kadesh Barania. And then Steve will pick it up there with the eleven days. All right. Uh, just to give you a little background on what's going on, uh, this is the point where Moses had led God's children out of Egypt. Uh, Pharaoh had finally let them go after God had performed great mighty miracles, declaring his his power and his greatness. And uh, they had traveled, I, I believe it was approximately three months uh, when they uh, came to uh, Mount Sierra. Uh, now, a lot of this, they had come to the wilderness of Sinai from Egypt. And this is the point where God calls Moses up onto the mountain to give him the commandments and his law. And what's amazing is if you look back at everything, I mean, Exodus 19, verses 3 through 5, Moses was called up into the mount by God. Uh, some of the greatest events happened in high places. Um, some of the greatest talks. Uh, Noah's Ark settled on a mountaintop when the floodwaters receded. Uh, and that is where Noah offered a sacrifice as soon as they came out. And God made a new covenant with creation at that time. Uh, generations later on uh, Mount Mora, that's where Abraham willingly attempted at God's command to sacrifice Isaac. And uh, that's when God's angel came, uh, stayed Abraham's hand and uh, God provided a ram that came out of the bushes to sacrifice instead. But Abraham had had proved his dedication and his love for God. Um, after murdering the Egyptian, uh, he uh, who was found uh, beating a Hebrew slave, Moses fled to Midian. And while he was tending sheep for his father-in-law on Mount Horeb, uh, God spoke to him from a burning bush. Uh, so that's where the uh, whole deliverance of the Israelites from Egypt occurred, as Moses uh, communicated with God in a mountaintop. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you go on to the Holy Mount of Zion, the site of a feast unlikely uh, in any of the history of the world on this mountain, uh, the Lord of hosts will provide all people a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain will destroy the veil that veils all people. So, uh, Mount of Olives uh, when was associated with Jesus, and uh, especially in the final days before his crucifixion. So there are uh, a lot of things that go on on the mountaintop. I think our biggest problem is when we're in the valley. It's you know, it's hard to get back to the mountaintop. 
So God tells Moses when he goes up onto the mount, if you obey my voice, you keep my covenant, I will make you a treasure unto me above all people. Uh, Exodus 19 and 5 says, Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Romans 2, 6-8 says, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient con uh, continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. James 1 and 25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So right here, uh, what I want to bring out is the promises, you know, that you obtain by following God. Uh, the, the blessings that you receive from obeying God. Uh, we talked in our last podcast about uh, God is perfect and that there is something lacking in your life whether it's unmet promises or missing blessings, uh, you need to examine yourself uh, before you start blaming God because God is perfect and he has done no wrong. He is not man that he would lie. So everything that he promised is true. Everything, you know, he's willing to do all that he said he would do. So you need to examine yourself. Uh, James 1 and 25, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So uh, in Exodus chapter 24, God tells Moses to come up into the mount, and I'm going to give you the commandments and a law. In Exodus chapter 32, Moses was gone so long that the children of Israel became afraid. They began to doubt. They began to lose faith. Um, this led to disobedience because these things, uh, they had Aaron make them gods that could help them and go before them. And what's amazing to me is that God had done so many great miracles to bring them out. Uh, he had, you know, brought the plagues upon Egypt. He had parted the Red Sea and they crossed through on dry ground. Uh, he followed them. Uh, you know, they were led by him by, you know, a, a fire by night and a cloud by day. Uh, when they got to Mount Sinai and God came down upon the mountain and had this great cloud of smoke and there was thundering and uh but yet they did not continue to hold faith in him. Uh, they didn't continue to follow him. They decided that since they hadn't seen Moses in a while, that even though they seen all these great acts going on uh, on top of the mountain, they still doubted God and they wanted to find somebody else to worship. So, uh, and any time you have any anything to add, you know, just right there. I mean, that just tells you about humans how weak we really are. I mean, they had seen all those great and wonderful things. And then there's a little space where they didn't see nothing. And all oh, we're ready to forget all that and build something new. You know, that's uh, we got to work on that as, as mankind. Yeah.
And there was three uh, consequences for not waiting on God. Number one, you're out of God's will. Uh, the moment you uh, the moment you got ahead of God is the moment you stepped out of His will. Just like King Saul was out of the will of God when he offered a sacrifice before going to war, uh, before the appointed time. Uh, the passage in First Samuel thirteen, thirteen and fourteen says. Uh, shares the consequent for not waiting on God. You have not kept the commandment the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. Instead, the Lord sought a new king to replace Saul. Uh, in the basis of the deal, Saul was getting ready to fight a battle. Uh, Samuel, uh, God told uh Saul, go to here. Samuel's going to come. He's going to perform a sacrifice, and you'll basically be blessed. Uh, when Saul got there, uh, Samuel was not there at that time, and instead of doing what God had told him to do, which was to wait on Samuel to perform the sacrifice, he performed it anyways himself. And that was the moment where God began to remove the kingdom from him. The consequences, uh, number two, is your blessings are delayed or even denied. Uh, snap judgments, impulsivity may be excused for children, but not for mature Christians. Uh, God is more concerned with your maturity than your blessings. He, uh, he will delay, uh, delay blessings uh, if it will help you grow. Uh, just like with uh, David, a classic example of impulsivity, in 2 Samuel 11, we learn the story of how David spied the beautiful Bathsheba bathing on the roof and just had to have her. Uh, he didn't inquire of the Lord first. He acted on his desires, and it cost him dearly. Uh, he committed more sins to cover up the first sin. In doing, uh, David lost his newborn child and lost control of his own children and lost out on the opportunity to build the Lord's temple. Uh, God can often, can and often will restore, uh, but why would you want to go through an ordeal if you didn't have to? You know, why would you want to bring judgment upon yourself because of your disobedience uh, when you can continue to serve God and continue to receive blessings and there's no interruption in the middle of it? Uh, the third consequence that is pointed out is we bring pain upon ourselves and others. Abraham and Sarah were promised a son, uh, but they weren't content to wait for the promise to come to pass. Uh, so Sarah decided to take the matter into her own hands. Uh, figuring they were old and didn't have time to waste waiting, uh, Sarah suggested that Abraham have a child with her handmaid, maiden uh, Hagar, uh, who gave birth to Ishmael. This created terrible hatred and jealousy to the point where uh, Hagar and her son Ishmael were banned from the presence and sent off to die. There was so much pain and suffering that have, could have been avoided if Abraham and Sarah exercised a little patience and w did what they were told to do and waited on God. You know, if you look into the story, uh, Hagar and there was quite a bit of conflict between Ishmael and Isaac. Uh, there was a lot of problems, and Sarah 
finally reached the point where she said, I want you to send them off. And uh, the Bible goes to tell the story how Hagar placed uh, placed Ishmael. She laid him down in the wilderness underneath a tree. And then she went afar off because she did not want to hear him die. She didn't want to hear his cries as he, you know, she didn't want to hear his last breath. And that's when the angel of the Lord came to her and said, hey, you know, I'm going to supply your needs. I'm going to make a mighty people out of him. Uh, and so she accepted it. And, of course, they were saved. We live in a society that wears impatience as a badge of honor. But when we apply that impatience to God, uh, it comes with grave consequences. Everything, you know, like we talked earlier in other podcasts, you know, these days everything is available to us. We got cell phones and we got tablets and we got vehicles and we got TVs and we got satellites and, uh, you know, we have constant communication and we have things instant like instant gratification. Yeah. And we have TikTok and, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you see, I tell my kids a lot of times, I said, you know, once you throw it out there, you can't bring it back, Mm-mm. you know. And so pay attention to what you're putting on there. A lot of people feel like, you know, used to if you had to say something ugly to somebody, you had to say it face to face. And that, you know, there was some type of control over that and some thought of consequences. Yep. Uh, but nowadays, those consequences are kind of out the window. At because the push they're not of a looking. button and people can't touch you. Yeah. You know, you know there's no face to face. Yeah. And a lot of things get misconstrued. Even things that weren't meant to be that way get that way because there's no interaction, personal yeah. interaction. And, and God will not honor our impatience. Uh, however, he will always give us the opportunity to repent. Uh, and he often gives us a chance at a do-over. Uh, God, God is patient. He is loving. He is merciful. He uh, He is, his grace is just unbounding uh you know you have the opportunity to change he gives you the opportunity uh you know it's kind of like a parent uh, a lot of parents will just continue to give their kid grace and more grace and more grace because they love them and and the, you know at a certain point now we have to pull out the belt and do a little you know bible says spare the rods for the child uh, but we do give our kids a lot of grace um and you don't want to miss or even delay your blessings because you refuse to wait on God. Uh, he can be trusted. He wants to bless you beyond your imagination. He even states that in Ephesians 3 and 20. So, and to give some scripture, and this is something that I really like to do, is to give scripture to back this stuff up. And Proverbs uh, 3 verses 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health unto thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Matthew fourteen twenty eight through 31 And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, 
wherefore didst thou doubt? Hebrews 11, 1-2 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I could go on and on, James 1, chapter 1, verses 2 through 8, and Isaiah 41 and 10, and Philippians 4, 6 through 7, John 14 and 27, Romans 8 and 28, uh, continually. In Numbers chapter 13, the children of Israel had come to the border of Canaan land. Uh, this is after uh, Moses had received everything. And it says the children of Israel had come to the border of Canaan land, and God told Moses to send out spies. The spies searched out the land for 40 days, and when they came back, Caleb was the only one who said, basically said, let's do this thing. Uh, in other words, you know, we can do this. We can do it. But the other spies, uh, they said, they said, no, we can't do this. We're not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we, a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There, there we saw the giants and we were like grasshoppers. Uh, and by contrast, Caleb presented a positive re report, boldly stating, Don't fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So, and this is where I want to really bring out uh, the reason that I named this 11 Days to Victory, mm -hmm. is from Mount Sinai, where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and the law right there to uh, to where they came to the border of Canaan land was a 11 days journey. Mm -hmm. It was 11 days, just 11 days. Uh, and here they are standing at the border of the promised land. 11 days. But because of their disobedience, because of their lack of faith in God. In Numbers chapter 14, God tells Moses, because of their unbelief, their lack of faith, their fear and disobedience, they will wander in the wilderness one year for every day they had spied out the land. And they, they spied out the land for 40 days. So now they are going to be in the wilderness for 40 years. So the main object of the story is, is the Israelites, God's people, could have had the promised land in 11 days. But instead, they, they lacked that faith. They disobeyed God. They feared. They, they did not have all the faith and trust in him. And it cost them 40 years. Mm -hmm. The only person that made it into the promised land that was there in the beginning was Caleb and Aaron. And that was it. Everybody else was gone. Yep. So a lot of times 
our blessings are delayed, whether it be a short time or an extended period of time, just because we don't trust in God. Mm -hmm. We don't follow his commandments. Uh, it was has a lot to do with the same thing we talked about on our last podcast is if there's something lacking in your, in your life, if you're not getting the promises, if you're not achieving the goals, if you if you don't feel that uh, God's presence, you know, it's not God it's us. Yep. And we have to search ourselves fault. and see where we're lacking and what we're missing, mm -hmm. because. I can't think of anybody that would want to take an 11 day journey uh, to this wonderful place that he's promised and extend it into a 40 year journey. You know, and what's always gotten me about that is that group of people, they were enslaved and everything else. And he did that. He, you know, he, he managed to get Pharaoh to turn them loose. And then he parted the sea and he rained down the manna. He fed them. He supplied for them. He took care of them in every way. And even in all that, they still had that lack of faith. And, you know, I, I wasn't there. I'm not one of them. And I, I'll admit there's times I've had a little bit of lack of faith in my life. And uh, sometimes I was having a lack of faith. Had to have other people pointed out to me. I didn't even realize I was. You know, it's all in spite. But same way with the crucifixion. They heard this man preach. They heard Jesus the miracles, the signs and wonders, they witnessed it, yet they still denied he was the son of God and crucified him. You know, we as a people, we are weak. We are weak, and we get in our own way. God is there to provide for us. He has a plan for us for life, life in abundance. It said earlier, no, no bad thing comes from God. That's not his intent for us, but we get in the way. We get in the way, you know, 11 days journey. They turned into 40 years and it just, it's, I'm beside myself. How can you have seen all these things happen that you can't deny had to be God, but you still just, you know, there's still doubt and there's still, and especially today, like you said, with technology at your fingertips and instant gratification on everything, information, you know, used to be. Five o'clock, everything closed. Restaurants be open eight, nine o'clock, maybe ten, closed. Now, if you ain't open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, people will quit doing business with you. On Sundays, it's supposed to be the day of the Lord, nothing was open, you know. And now it's got to be instant gratification. Everything's out the window. We've got to have it all right now. And, and therefore, we don't give our faith a chance to work. We don't have any patience. And it causes us to get in our own way and block our blessings, block our block seeing God work yep. because we're not willing to put in the time. And I'm going to we're getting close to the end of running out of time, but I want to bring one more thing out. Go ahead. Uh, you know, uh, once the 40 years was up and uh, the children of Israel crossed over into the promised land, the land that God gave them, uh the funny thing is, is Caleb had told them, we can do this. We can take this. God is with us. Now, you have to remember, everyone that was crossing over into the promised land, they had been in the wilderness for 40 years. These people never seen a city. You know, they never seen a city at all. And the first place they come to is Jericho. Jericho in... Uh, as far as geographical areas, mm -hmm. this is the lowest 
point on the earth that is not underwater. So this is the lowest geographical point mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And the city, uh, I can't uh, remember all the specific measurements, but the walls were large enough that they would have chariot races around the top of the walls. Really? That's huge. <laughs> and so, you know, we're talking we're not just talking about a little bitty wall, we're talking about massive walls. Mm -hmm. And of course we get into the story of how God told them to march around the city once once a time, uh, once daily for six days, and then on the seventh day you march around it seven times and at the end of the last one you blow the horns. And of course when they blew the horns the walls fell, but they didn't fall out. And they didn't fall in. They fell straight down. They come straight down. And, of course, the story tells how the children of Israel went went over the walls and, and captured the city. Uh, but it amazed me that even after they got across into the promised land, they had to start at the bottom. Mm -hmm. they, they started at the bottom, and they had to work their way up. And they took the land little by little. And uh, part of that, as far as my belief, is is God was still working on them and still teaching them to follow him and obey him. Because if they had went in and God had just pretty much wiped everybody out and just let them take it, where would the appreciation be yeah. for it? Where would the faith have come from? Where would the, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and so they took it little by little. Uh, but it was kind of interesting to me that if, even once they reached the promised land, they had to start out at the lowest point mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. Uh, and work their way up as they obtain the promised land. Yeah. So, you know, and that just, you can't just walk in and be on top. I mean, God wants to put you in that position. He can, but, you know, He wants you. I'm a firm believer in that. And I've had several discussions with my wife about it and everything else. Is, you know, without these trials, there would be no need to have faith. Without these works and struggles, they would, you, we wouldn't appreciate what He does for us. And, you know, it's it's molding you into a better person, into a believer. So, um, but that's what we have for this episode today. Uh, you know, 11 days to victory. Uh, we thank you for tuning in to us today. We hope you get something out of this. And as always, uh, we're open to suggestions. And, uh, you know, if you have any prayer requests or any episodes, any certain scriptures, any biblical questions you'd like us to address on here, we encourage you to let us know. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Living Discipleship Ministries. Uh, shoot us an email, uh, livingdiscipleshipministries at gmail.com. We'll be glad to hear from you. And meanwhile, uh, we ask that you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you have. Share it uh, with whatever uh, avenues you have available so this word can be spread and we can bring more people in here to hear the word of God. And we just thank you again for tuning in today. We hope that you continue, and uh, until we meet again, God bless you.